Future Sense is a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name, broadcast on Bay FM in Byron Bay, Australia at bayfm.org. Hosted by Nick Jeans and well-known international futurist Steve McDonald, Future Sense provides a fresh, deep analysis of global trends and emergent technologies. How can we identify the layers of growth, personally, socially, and globally? What are the signs missed, the truths being denied? Science, history, politics, psychology, ancient civilizations, alien contact, the new psychedelic revolution, cryptocurrency, and other disruptive and distributed technologies, and much more. This is Future Sense. Yeah, you're tuned to Bay FM 99.9 here, your own and only radio station on the very tip of this island ship floating around in the ocean here uh, on uh, a fairly high degree of shutdown, as we know. And the updates in the news are running so thick and fast, it's pretty hard to keep up with. Um, so we'll do our best to touch on a few issues here this morning on Future Sense. Yeah, um, so much going on here. So you're tuned to Future Sense, and in the studio with me this morning, my co-host again this week is Ross Hill. Good morning, Ross. Good morning, Nick. Nice to have you in here. It's a bit of company, a bit of safe company, because we hang out a bit. And we and distance. And distance, because <laughs> we, we, we do have some distance, and we also know each other well, so we know where we've been. <laughs> Which, <laughs> oh, oh, I think I know where you've been. <laughs> I don't really know. Um, we are going to be talking, I think, with a bit of luck to our co-host and my usual regular host of the, of the show, of course, Steve McDonald, who is currently in Edinburgh in Scotland on his way home. If he can get home, which is a question, um, the in- increasing number of countries and borders that are closing um, up for one reason or another. What's the latest on that? Have you got some... Uh, how, how, we, how are we going? There's a lot of... Yeah, I mean, aviation is typically down. Um, there's some interesting charts online from uh, Flight Radar 24 showing the before and after of, you know, this time last year and this time okay. at the moment. And yeah. there's just not many jets in the air. No. Um, and, of course, when you park them, you've got to park them somewhere. So right. I saw a report that Avalon Airport are going to have 50, uh, I believe, Qantas jets sitting there for a so little while. So that's Avalon down in Geelong. That's that's not a huge airport, of course. I've never been to Avalon, but so it's, it's a not significant big. They do airport. host the air show, though, so they, they can they the pack show. in those jets into yeah. the, to the park there. Um, yeah, Singapore announced that they're not accepting transit passengers into the country. Yes. Uh, you can still transit through, but you, you can can't get out. through. Yeah. If, uh, if the flights are still going. Hmm. Um, and Emirates announced uh, they had a bit of a, a backflip, a, we call it backflip as well. <laughs> a backflip um, and a backlog. They, they cancelled everything and oh. then they uncancelled a few Yeah, things. that was interesting, wasn't it? And we thought about that with Steve because we think that Steve is coming through Dubai, through the United Emirates. <laughs> so we thought, oh, well, and for those who've travelled a lot and know that airport, that's a massive airport with yep. a lot of traffic. Um, so to close it down uh, lock, stock and barrel was probably not a wise idea at this point. Well, yeah, we'll see. Or, and I guess we it? have to respond to feedback as it happens. We do. So, uh, Things are going to be choppy a little bit until yeah. um, people figure out what's what's best for them. Mm. And we, you heard a lot of the, the current news there on uh, on the news on our local community news. And thanks to Mia Armitage and the team, as usual, for doing such a great job in this current situation where everything is moving that quickly. Um, a couple of things about that, though, uh, we've been asked and recommended, and just just to remind, particularly younger people, because as most of you know, in this last uh, week or so, there's been quite a lot of talk about Bondi Beach being crowded with people the other day that was closed again straight after that. Um, other people, for example, local councillor Michael Lyon has pointed to the fact that Byron at night is still sort of thick in the streets with people. I don't think it's quite as it 
normally is by any stretch of the imagination. But it would seem that um, people may be a bit younger than you because you're, you're a 30-ish something person. Um, but that sort of age group, particularly, I think, in their 20s, not so much teenagers because they're probably at school and they're probably getting well, a lot of tomorrow. information. Until Victoria, tomorrow. Until tomorrow, at least. Well, that's um, right, Victoria. School holidays are starting, and so school there's going to be Mm. everyone at home i guess um and what better time to use the nbn than than right now <laughs> there's the a lot of video gaming happening if, if you have the nbn yeah the i NBN. mean that's a point too isn't it because because <laughs> video gaming and you also talk about a platform which i wasn't familiar with twitch twitch yeah uh where a lot of young people are finding a community there via gaming but also being yeah. used by other um uh, by other artists possibly as a platform yeah there's there's heaps of options out there mm. um and i think you know, most people know about YouTube, which was the first big video website, and it was about videos that you record and then you, you publish and post and people can watch. But um, in the last five or so years, uh, there's been a huge explosion of live streaming. Um, so just like yeah. radio is live, you can have, obviously have live video online. Um, but the, the distinction online is you can broadcast live to five people or 50,000 people. Uh, and so Twitch popped up as quite a popular website. Uh, especially with, with video gamers. Yes. So just like you might watch the footy on TV, yeah. you can also watch someone play the top video games online. If um, that's what you're into. If that's what you're into. But you can also do things, as you're saying, with entertainers because there's a lot of musicians who have gone online yeah. to, uh, to give stuff to their t fans and do some live performances, yep. other things, and it is a great opportunity in some ways to disseminate and to get that part of one's... Uh, career actually motivated and moving even better than it was before, perhaps. Yeah, and with mm. so many cancelled gigs all around the world, yes. um, it's it's kind of a perfect time to move online with some of those things. Mm. Um, and, you know, some platforms also are more friendly to earning money than others. Uh, so with Twitch, for example, yeah. you can tip people. Uh, and so yeah. some of the professional streamers who are streaming every day actually make a good living mm. by doing that. Mm. Um, There's other, uh, which is a different kind of platform, things like Patreon. Dot com, which is a, a yep. rather have been around for a few years now and uh, supports artists in setting up their own pages and, and creating their own community there and people pay yep. sort of tithe of some sort or other uh, towards them and people and uh, are supplied with creative content all the time. Yeah, and so there's there's a huge amount of different sites mm. and different streamers and, and people doing things online. Yes. Um, and in the media, we've heard a little bit about Netflix and some of these. Uh, you know, bigger centralized websites, but there's heaps of community sites as well. Mm. Heaps of people, um, you know, streaming videos to each other. I've I've seen a, a barrage of emails from yoga studios moving online yes. for this week. Yes, that's happening a lot. Um, indeed. So there's there's heaps of things beyond just mm. watching pre-recorded content. Mm. There's heaps of live stuff happening. Mm. Um, and then of course working from home. There's a lot of conference calls and uh, video meetings happening as well. But it shows the the power of connecting with video, yeah. um, which is why we need such strong internet networks in the country and and you mentioned to me off air this morning as we were talking about these these issues that uh you know is there enough bandwidth and some people are criticizing things like netflix for example and those other streaming platforms which uh, clearly if uh, there's twice as many three times as many five times as many people using those platforms yeah. around the world at this time it's going to create or is it a bit of a pressure there so how do we deal with all that yeah we will see i mean the nbn have made a few changes on how they bill the uh, internet providers oh, yeah. um and i think that the real test will be in the next couple of weeks um as people kind of exhaust the uh, you know i don't know cleaning their cupboard or whatever <laughs> you just settle into the internet and uh and with school holidays as well there's going to be a, a big boost in things so yeah, yeah. um there's already been some reports around the world of uh, platforms like Steam, which is another popular yes. gaming one. Um, yes. They hit 20, 000, uh, 20 million people online all at once. Uh, and so I think we're going to see some of those records just get shattered as, mm. as people do make the most of, you know, having mm. the internet and using it. Because mm. um, that is one of the biggest differences with previous pandemics is we didn't have the internet. So yeah. in, in some respects, we didn't know what was happening. Mm. If it was across the world, we usually wouldn't hear about it. 
um, just a few decades ago. Yeah, uh, and so it's very different this time. Yeah, very true. Yes, and also uh, for those who aren't aware, um, our New South Wales Premier here in the state of New South Wales in Australia, uh, Gladys Berejiklian has just been uh, uh, doing a, a news conference and updating things. And some of those things include the fact that schools in this state, in New South Wales, are still open at the moment. However, about 30% of students are staying away, and she's actually saying if you want to keep your kids at home, keep them at home. So there's a change because there's no real agreement in Australia at this point about the closure of schools, is there? Different states doing different things, but there's they're not on the same page at this point, and it's been hard to know whether it's the right thing to do to close schools completely or keep them open, keep some jobs. You know, it's a tricky situation. It is tricky, but also, I mean, it, it, it is different in different places. So yeah. what works for Tasmania is maybe not going to work for New South Wales. Very true. So it, it is good, I think, to keep an open mind with different options mm. for different places and there's there's probably yep. only going to be a few things that apply broadly to everyone in the country and there's going to be a lot of you know local things that are, are quite different yeah um, and so it's been pretty cool to see in the Byron area especially through Instagram you can see so many local businesses starting to respond to things uh, even last week a lot of restaurants and cafes started doing takeaway orders and setting up the systems for that ahead of um, you know what's been announced today. Yes, and so there's a there's a lot of yeah. good stuff happening there. Yeah. Um, so that we we can still connect with local mm. suppliers and local producers mm. and support them, even if it, it does mean moving to home delivery. And I think a, a lot of independent businesses that I've been speaking to are, are pretty excited about that. Um, yeah. It's it's not as if they didn't consider it doing it before, but if you do look broadly at Australian online shopping, uh, it's it's been you know, a little uh, reserved compared to what other countries across yeah. the world have been doing. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at We like to go. We like to drive to our shops. We like to do that. We do, know. but also yeah. we, we don't always rush to setting up websites. <laughs> no. And it. so, uh, you know, for example, when Woolworths shut down their home delivery, it was just at the moment when people needed it most, mm. um, especially people who couldn't get outside mm. to, to do their own shopping. Um, so I'm pretty excited about this burst in, in new shopping options, mm. delivery options, mm. and also just the range of... Uh, it's not just the generic products that you can get, but you can get, you know, some of the the local farmers' boxes and things that are, are popping up as well. So it's worth having a look out for some of your local favourites uh, online to see if they do have special options mm. at the moment. Mm, very good. Okay, you're tuned to Future Sense, and my special uh, co-host guest, not the first time, is Ross Hill in the studio with me this morning. We are going to be hopefully talking to Steve McDonald, my normal um, uh, co-host, of course, uh, from Edinburgh in Scotland in about 15, 20 minutes or so, see if we can get him on the line and talk about some of the, the big issues. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. There's no real particular theme. I think we're just looking at... Um, many of these pieces that are coming across uh, our desks through our computers, the conversations that we're having with people out there in the world when you are, are out there and having conversations from two metres apart or wherever, uh, because those conversations are still happening. And it's, it's kind of essential too, I think, at this time that we actually have those conversations in person when you can, when you're actually out doing your shopping with that, with those sort of social distancing parameters um, and really get as much information and see where people are at. And because I think what's interesting to me is the tone of our response. What's the tone of the response in generally? And of course, it's not one tone, but I think that's an interesting place. And we'll come back to that as an, an interesting point for me to think about. But if you want to join the conversation at any point, you can text in on zero four three seven three four triple one nine zero four. 373-41119 that's a studio text line and um, make any comment and bring our attention to anything that you wish to you're resonating right now on Future Sense with Steve McDonald and Nick Jeans 
Tuna Bay FM on Future Sense here with Nick Jeans and a special co-host this morning, Ross Hill, here in the lockdown of Bay FM, and uh, we're certainly doing all the right things here, spraying everything, polishing everything, cleaning everything all the time, and we have only a skeleton scar staff and just a few presenters, and hopefully try to stay on air as long as we possibly can in this, uh, and there is a possibility that so that um, media outlets may not be able to stay on air. That's, uh, we won't go into that area today, but uh, you know, it could get that. Uh, that series. In fact, we even talked about the internet going down. Didn't we? You said that this morning that that possibility. The usage is definitely the up. usage is uh, right way up. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, for a lot of people in Australia, it, it, there's a big divide between those who have the fibre NBN and does the fibre reach your house or just the curb, um, mm-hmm. or are you still on copper? And you know, there's there's a big disparity already. But mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a good test of are we ready for this? Um, and in many yeah. ways, you could have predicted 10 years ago that people would be doing a lot of online entertainment, online video, um, teleconferencing. There's all sorts of promises of the future. Yeah. And yet here we are 10 years later, yeah. you know, the network's kind of yeah. mostly finished, I guess, <laughs> in some respects. Um, but it's a work in but here we are. We're using it. We're working from home. We're yogaring from home. We're yeah. online shopping from home. Mm. Uh, and so we'll see what happens. We'll um, see what happens. There have been a few changes uh that have been made with uh, the NPN responding to ISPs and asking for more data and seeing what the total capacity is. And I think it's, it's probably almost too early to tell what, you know, will will there be enough internet for everyone? Mm. Um, but you can see uh, heaps of heaps of online gaming happening. Um, and in Italy, there's been some interesting statistics around live stream viewers, which grew 66% since the first week of February when the quarantine began there. Um, and so lots of video channels are growing in size and the amount of different channels is also growing so there's there's heaps of stuff out there to watch and um, Telecom Italia announced that there's been an increase of more than 70% of the internet traffic over their landline network as well um, and interestingly they mostly attribute that to gaming okay. so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens now I mentioned the uh, the notion of the tone of our response which I think is an interesting uh, interesting point exactly how we're responding and of course the government's regulatory bodies uh, institutions and the like are responding the way that they feel that they need to or by directed f- as directed from from government and so forth so there's that but on a personal level and a community level what's the tone of our response and we mentioned earlier just uh, and uh, just to reiterate too for those uh, younger people who perhaps are thinking like they're safe and it's not a big deal and I'm still going to go to the beach and hang out with my friends in the pub well there's no more pubs clubs and the like uh, going to be open after midday today anyway um bondo beach as we said earlier was closed the other day after it was full of people on wednesday or thursday last week tuesday wednesday whenever it was um so we we do need to really self-reflect on what we are doing and i think this is one of the big opportunities that we've got here you know who are we because um, people are hoarders you know they're scrambling to get the last toilet paper we've seen that crazy enough or maybe they're too laissez-faire like some young people perhaps i don't want to just put it on young people i'm sure the other people also have that attitude you know uh, the idea that we know what's going on or we don't know what's going on so why bother you know these sort of things what do we trust who do we trust you know, what is essential and what is essential and we'll talk a, a lot about that today and also with Steve we'll get him on the line shortly what is essential that changes continually and as you said I think in a joking thing you know Crown Casino was still essential until, until, the, a, few days ago. until a few days ago when the casinos were closed down and also you know. what's essential it changes yeah. you know what's essential for one week mm. what's essential for six months they're pretty different and I wonder whether people have really thought that through uh, enough yet uh, I guess they're scrambling to do that sort of long term projections and, and planning uh, friends of ours have commented um, and it's an interesting comment 
comment that many of the essential services identified now, childcare, health services, uh, food service, or even takeaway now, largely uh, not largely female dominated in terms of uh, roles. I mean, how do you see that? Is that the case? You think that the the, the the essential services that have been identified at the moment actually mm. are those kind of what usually underpaid services, teachers, uh, nurses, yeah. uh, and largely occupied or certainly uh, majority occupied by, by women in the workforce. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure on the specific mm. breakdown of gender, but it is interesting that some of the um, financial remedies and programs so far have been targeted at casual workers and um, you know those, those different groups that have been probably laid off quickest from some of these jobs. Uh, and so it, it is interesting to see just how that affects people. And I think it's it's also almost too soon to tell. I mean, we'll just have to keep an eye on what's happening and, and listen to the feedback that comes in and, and go from there. Yeah. Yes. So also, you know, just how we're, who we're trusting, who we're trusting our sources that we're trusting. Um mm. There's it, a lot more experts around now. <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of experts. As I said to you, joking, you jokingly yesterday when we shared a coffee at distance, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, an expert. Someone once said to me years ago, an expert, an X is a has been, and a spurt is a drip under pressure, um, and that's a bit silly. Yes, it is, but it does point to the fact that you know how how do you trust the expert? Whose mm. whose expertise are you trusting just because they have a bunch of uh, you know credentials behind their name? Mm. You know, because we're getting a lot of different health information. I mean, it's it's kind of beginning to go here into a fairly solid piece, I think. Yeah. Uh, after a lot of random sort of ideas about what's going on, a lot of different sources. That's not to say that some of the things that are being put out there on the fringes may not have may have some truth to them at some point, but it doesn't really matter now, does it? Well, it? there's such a big spread, and I think it really does yeah. depend who you talk to and, mm. and who you listen to. Um, you know, a lot of us do want to hear the one right thing that we should be doing. Yeah, and does that thing. come from the government or not? I think it's quite interesting that um, a lot of the people who uh, I, I think previously haven't been <laughs> seen as big government supporters in, in discussion are uh, suddenly saying, like, you must listen to this particular government and their medical officer, yeah. um, which I was shocked at when I first heard some of these things. I'm like, are you are you talking about the same government as a few weeks ago? Because they, they haven't changed. Um, and so, yeah, a lot oh, of us do want the, the one right thing, the one right way, the list of five things we should do. Um, and the World Health Organization today put out a, a list of the, the top five things for washing your hands and, and yeah. general cleanliness. Yes. Um, but then there are different experts too. So we have Even with washing the medical hands officer thing, in the country. We have one in each state. Yes. Uh, we have our local yeah. doctor. You have your own GP, you have your alternative, uh, uh, you know, sources of information. Um, there's heaps of different treatments, and I think um, there's no one right way that will mm. will meet every person's needs. Um, I mean, it, so throws, to be a little fluid. It, it throws us back into a, a sense of self uh, uh, self. What's the word I'm for? You know, self trust and and um, you know, figuring out one way or the other from your sources of information or intuitively from your own truth mm. inside, what is the right thing for you to do? And I it may change day to day as and well. it may change that to be flexible within that, so that in fact nothing, everything rigid. We said this yesterday too. I think everything rigid is counterproductive. And yes, there are rigid laws in place, and our prime minister just yesterday said we will give as many rules to you as we can and as many guidelines. Uh, which they like, um, but we need you to think carefully about what you are doing and your behaviour and the impact it has on others. And this, that's a good statement, that second part. I mean, for many of us, the idea that they're going to give us as many rules as they can is a bit scary and frightening, Yeah, and, to uh, say the least. How far do the rules go? How I mean, far there's do some the rules interesting go? rules that were just passed in the parliament in Denmark uh, about mandatory vaccinations. 
um, and they were passed quite quickly mm. um, last week while the parliament was still open. But um, yep, some of these ideas thing. are very controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, you know, internet metadata tracking, very controversial last year when the laws were going through, but they're here. Um, what it does mean, though, is we could roll out, uh, you know, contact tracing pretty quickly because the metadata is in a, in a big pile. Well, the Sydney Morning Herald uh, just yesterday uh, did a piece on that. We fear phone tracking, but it could be the help we need, that kind of technology. Uh, Yeah, and it's a great paradox. You know, in medical situations, some of these things are very useful, but Mm. um, they're also complex and they don't get any simpler just because there's a crisis. Yeah, very true. So all of these pieces, folks, what do you think about that? What do you think about fear tracking? Did you see that piece uh, about the notion that uh, to track where people who may have the virus have come in contact with one of the you know, the cruise ship uh, people, for example, or you've travelled somewhere, and would you be willing to have your phone tracked or have that uh, available to you so you know that people in your area uh, have been or may be at risk and uh, may be carrying the virus? Is that a good thing? What do you think about that? Give us a, drop us a text, 043734 Here on BFM, you're tuned to Future Sense with Nick Jeans and Ross Hill. We'll be talking to Steve McDonald over there in Scotland fairly shortly. You've been listening to Future Sense, a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name broadcast on BayFM in Byron Bay, Australia at bayfm.org. Future Sense is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. The future is here now. It's just not evenly distributed.